And then the third thing I would add to that was uh, what I like to refer to as, you know, well, long-term thinking. The, the plan aspect of it is, you know, when, whenever I tell that story, people think of, oh, I, I just jumped to first place. But no, grade nine and then grade 10 happened and I was not on top, right? And then grade 11 happened, I was still not on top. Grade 12 happened, I was still not on top, right? And then grade 13, that's, that's almost five years, <laughs> right? And so you, you have to keep that in mind when you're thinking about, you know, uh, change. You have to give yourself time. You know, you may be thinking at 16, five years is such a long time, right? <laughs> but, you know, over the course of 80 years, you know, 90 years, which is what people are living to these days, five years is not much. And if you take five years to really do something amazing, uh, you know, the rest of your life could be drastically different from what it would have been. So, Awesome. What if writing a book is not just a way to transform the lives of many people, but also a way to create financial freedom and leave a legacy? Wouldn't you want to find out just how to do that? Well, that's what this show is all about. Hi, I'm Henneke Watkiss, Sporter, speaker, coach, author of Podcasts Power and the host of the Entrepreneurial You Podcast, inviting you to listen to the Entrepreneur Secrets Podcast, brought to you by C. Ruth Taylor, best-selling in the author and the Caribbean's most trusted voice on entrepreneurship. Tune in for inspiration, information, and innovation to write and win with books. Get ready to dominate entrepreneurship. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Secrets Podcast. I'm your host, C. Ruth Taylor, and this is episode five. And we're here to equip independent authors in the Caribbean with the knowledge and strategies to win with books beyond book sales and dominate entrepreneurship. Coming up in today's episode is going to be an amazing, can I say, off the chain interview or conversation with a very impressive young man. He is the author of The Full Student, How I Run a Six-Figure Business and Still Get Straight A's. My guest today is Kadeem Leslie. And just before we get into the program, let's have a word from our sponsor, FrameArt Jamaica. Come to FrameArt Jamaica Limited for your one-stop framing, graphic design, and printing needs. We frame photos, certificates, paintings, t-shirts, and so much more. You can also get high-quality prints and framing done in a quick turnaround time to fit your budget. Visit FrameArt Jamaica at 22C Old Hope Road, Kingston 5, weekdays 8.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. Call us at 876-929-3058 or visit us at info at frameartjamaica.com. Serving you for over 30 years. So let me introduce our guest today, Kadim Leslie. He is a straight A college entrepreneur or author of the book, The Full Student, How I Run a Six-Figure Business and Still Get Straight A's. He's also a real estate investor and recent graduate of Seton Hall University in New Jersey, USA. His track record of achievements is impressive but he did not start out this way. He's an accomplished cellist, having played for over 10 years and for many heads of state. He graduated recently on May 22, 2021, and announced to the world on LinkedIn his intent for the future. So he listed his qualifications, BA in economics, 
He got a BA in music. He graduated with a summa cum laude and uh, he was part of the Economics Honor Society. As mentioned before, he's an author, but not just an author, a best-selling author. And then he announced his intention to the world. What's next? The full student blog, an MA in digital communication, and he got a full rights scholarship for that. The full student international conference and his desire to impact 1 million students. Wow. Without further ado, let's welcome Kadim Leslie to the show. Kadim, welcome. Hi, thank you for that introduction. <laughs> this month we are featuring young authors and that's part of what we're doing because we want to make the Caribbean the home of independent publishing and give our Caribbean authors a place to shine. So tell us a little bit about your story and then we're going to segue into how you got into writing. So where are you from originally, Kadim? Let our listeners know a little bit of your background. Absolutely. Well, I'm from Jamaica, Kingston, Jamaica. Mm -hmm. I was uh, born and raised there. I attended Campion College for high school, and then I transitioned to Hill Academy on a full scholarship uh, for music. And from there, I attended Seton Hall University on a full scholarship for music again, and then somehow graduated with economics. <laughs> yes. So uh, this show, like I said, it's uh, geared towards the diaspora. So sure. you are no longer living in Jamaica. <laughs> right. And so now we understand, like many persons living in the diaspora, you migrated to study. Is right. that correct? Yes, that's right. Absolutely. Let's go a little bit back because you are a student at Campion and normally we associate Campionites with <laughs> intelligence and excellence. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your experience at Campion. Were you always excelling? And just tell us a little bit about that before we get into the current status. The competition at Campion was very intense. And, you know, you get in, you know, for those who don't know, high school in Jamaica um, is from grade 12, um, 7 to grade 11. And then we have an additional 13 and 12th grade before you get to college. It was optional. But when you get into high school, which is grade 7, um, everyone is smart. Like, just everyone at Campion is smart. And it, it feels overwhelming. And if you don't, you know, have the strategies in place to, you know, best these people, then very quickly you find yourself falling behind. And that's what happened to me, you know, um, not to make excuses, um, but just before I got into high school, my mom died. Mm. Um, that was 2010. Um, and, you know, it didn't help that, you know, uh, she was not there to, to you know, support um, the family, you know, with, in terms of stability. Um, but also, you know, getting involved with different friends, different, you know, things that perhaps I shouldn't have at the time. And then, you know, the academics suffered because of it. I found myself at the bottom of the class, if, you know, we're going to be honest. Um, I was second to last. My best friend was last. <laughs> um, and that's why I started my high school career. Um, after a while, I realized that college was coming up. And so in around grade nine, 
I knew that if I continued that trend, I probably would not be going to college because yeah, I didn't, you know, I was knowing a single parent household, which I had never experienced up until, you know, well, fully. <laughs> I hadn't come to that realization until about grade nine. And, you know, it, it was hard. And I needed that scholarship. And I needed to make sure that my life would would be okay. And so I had my cello, which you see there. <laughs> I always have it in the background to remind because it, it is still very much a part of who I am. And I had my cello and I had to make sure that my grades were great. And so everyone around me who had great grades, I had to ask them, what was your secret? What were you doing? I noticed that people were writing. So I started writing a lot. Um, you know, I think you know, when you're around the back of the classroom, it's like, oh, I, I remember that. It's all right. All right. Well, that sounds important. Let me take that down. And you go back to doing what you're supposed to do at the back of the classroom, which is, and eat or play games or something. <laughs> um, that was that's what it was for me at least. Uh, but at the time, grade nine, I had to get serious and find out what the top students were doing. And moving forward, it ended up being moved gradually, term by term or semester by semester. Uh, what you know, international people would call it, semester by semester. I found myself moving up from 34th, which was a class out of 35, to 20th, to 21st, sorry, to 17, to 13, to 11, to 7, to 3rd. And then by the time I graduated Hillel Academy, which was the final um, high school before I got to college, I was first. And so, yeah, it worked. <laughs> that's, that's impressive. And it shows us you're dropping a number of keys on us. So I have a, a sure. program called Design to Win. Right. And my aim is to equip young people with the keys to win at life. So Absolutely. I have a hundred keys and you just dropped a number of life-changing keys. One, you, you, though you had said setbacks, you had a desire, a reason, a motive to change your situation. That's the first. That's the first one. So it, it all starts with why. So this wasn't something right. like your, your parents said something to you. It was th that motivation. You came to a place where you recognized that this is my reality. If I am going to change, this is what I need to do. And then Absolutely. number two, key that you dropped on us, you found out those who are doing well. <laughs> and you asked them what they were doing. So a key to being successful is finding out who is doing what you want to do, who Absolutely. is ahead and getting the tips from them. Them. So I'm going to encourage young people to listen to this episode because trust me, Kadeem has dropped some amazing tips for, for us, for anybody who wants to win at life. And um, really cool point. I, I, I'm glad you, you, you turned the tragedy around with the loss of your mom and right. you, you decided to do something significant with that. So if right. you're struggling you can change your situation can change right so, and the, so the dedication ahead, in the book is actually dedicated towards my mother and you know the dedication um says actually i'll read it for you mm -hmm. um it says uh to my mother who never ceases to amaze me with how many hearts she's managed to reach even after she's gone wow the wow. dedication says she was a social worker and so, you know, 
in a way, well, not in a way, realistically, a lot of what I do is, you know, paying homage to her and her legacy. Mm-hmm. And so I'm honored to just be a part of that. And you raised an interesting point, uh, just to back up for a second, you raised an interesting point too, because uh, the the point about having the desire and then learning from people. And then the third thing I would add to that was uh, what I like to refer to as, you know, well, long-term thinking. The, the plan aspect of it is, you know, when, whenever I tell that story, people think of, oh, I, I just jumped to first place. But no, grade nine and then grade 10 happened and I was not on top, right? And then grade 11 happened, I was still not on top. Grade 12 happened, I was still not on top, right? And then grade 13, that's, that's almost five years, <laughs> right? And so you, you have to keep that in mind when you're thinking about, you know, uh, change. You have to give yourself time. You know, you may be thinking at 16, five years is such a long time, right? <laughs> but, you know, over the course of 80 years, you know, 90 years, which is what people are living to these days, five years is not much. And if you take five years to really do something amazing, uh, you know, the rest of your life could could be drastically different from what it would have been. So, Awesome. So one of the lessons we are getting from your story, Kadeem, is that success is not overnight. And uh, just tell us a little bit more for those, you may have a student discouraged or even a parent listening saying, my child is not progressing fast enough and I want them to move. Talk to us. Great. So the, great. So the first takeaway that you had pulled from the story was to have a desire. You have to have a why as to why you want to do the things that you want to do. And I think that has to come from within. I think that's a powerful message. And the second thing that you had said was to learn from people who have done it, learn from people who are experts in their field, mentors, you know, and mentors can be, you know, family, they can be professors, they can be teachers, they can be community leaders, you never know. And, and, and that's definitely another powerful thing. My third takeaway that I would add to that is that nothing happens overnight. And so if you go back to the story, right, uh, grade nine was the, the first, you know, realization, like my aha moment, right? And then you move to grade nine, right? And then you move to grade 10, grade 11, grade 12, grade 13 is when I actually achieved number one in the class in, in the year, right? So everyone. That took five years, almost five years. That didn't happen overnight. And I think that's something that many young people underestimate too. If you look at your entire life, the entire life could be 80, 90 years, right? But five years to a 16-year-old is like forever, <laughs> right? But if you were to start, I mean, even if you're 20 right now, right, and you say you're going to take the next five years and do this amazing thing and build it, and you're not, you know, you get to year three and you're like, all right, well, I've seen some progress. It's not where I want it to be, though. Go two more years. You know, you get to year four and you're like, oh, well, this is not paying my bills yet. Go one more year. Go two more years. Go three more years. Because that's that that's just how long it takes. You know, at six months thinking this, you know, thinking that you can do something amazing in one summer, it's just not, that's just not how it's done. And, and so just bear that in mind when you think of, um, you know, as you endeavor to make, and great change. Awesome. So you incrementally built it up. And now we're at the point now where you're able to share that story and immortalize it 
in a book, The Full Student, Absolutely. who I maintain straight A's and earn six figures. Right. I think we're all anxious to hear. So we know how you got there, but how mm -hmm. did you maintain that to graduate? Summa cum laude, right. So I'm yes. so excited and impressed in it. You have to stay with me. So talk to <laughs> us. Talk to us about that because that's what you've shared in the book, how I right. maintain, get straight A's and earn six figures. Tell us, talk to us about that. Well, I would say you should definitely buy the book. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, uh, definitely. <laughs> you should definitely buy the book so that you can learn everything and not just, you know, the, the few minutes that we'll have here together. So I don't want you to miss anything. And that's really the key, right? Um, but uh, how how was it done? Okay, so um, the, first, uh, the first thing I would say is um, part of um, living full is to be my philosophy of being full which started around 2015 2014 there was that every year of my life should be progressively getting better a lot of adults who look back at their college life and say that that was the best time and i didn't want it to happen to me i want my last year to be my best year every year so when i'm 80 my 79th year would have been my best year ever <laughs> I don't know what it's going to be, but it's going to be amazing. It's going to be better than this one. <laughs> and that's, that's what, um, that's one part of being full. Another definition, there are three definitions of my philosophy of full. Another definition is that we have multiple aspects to ourselves and we ought to maximize all of those aspects. So, you know, whether you're a religious person, we all are spiritual beings. And so you ought to think about your spiritual and peace of mind. You ought to think about your physical body. You ought to think about your mental capacity and all exercise and expand those things simultaneously and not just pay attention to one, right? You don't want to be a very smart person and you can't run a mile <laughs> and you don't want to be able to run 10 miles and, and can't hold a conversation or don't know what's happening in the world. It's not um, a very wholesome person either. It's not a definition. So going back to our, our relevant definition though, uh, you, you want to keep continuously improving yourself. It's about growth, it's about lifelong learning. Um, today, the gap between college and the real world is increasing. The gap between high school and college is increasing um, because the amount of knowledge that we have like every few weeks is, is just rampant and we're learning new things like every day. <laughs> and so you have to become a lifelong learner. And so uh, keeping up with that, lifelong learning is the way to go. And so if you apply that technique, then you get to grade 10 in my story, right? You get to grade 10 and you say, okay, some of that worked, writing worked, right? But then writing alone, let's say that was the example, writing alone isn't getting me straight A's. Let me try something else on top of writing. And then you try something else and you say, okay, no, that got me bees. <laughs> Let me go back to this and try it again. And you continuously tweak and work on it until it gets to where you want it. And I think that kind of philosophy is something that you apply to business too. Um, it's, it's how it's the same philosophy that you'd apply to um, being an author, being editing a paper. It's the same philosophy that you would um, ap apply to growing a business, a foundation, anything that you have to, continuously improving over time because the first draft the, the first iteration is usually not perfect but over time continuous improvement that makes it something really worthwhile
Awesome. Love it. So in terms of writing the book, why a book? <laughs> and how long did it take you to write this book? Uh, so a lot of time, many, many hours. <laughs> um, so what happened? So I love to read personally. Um, and I think um, I, I, in when I started writing the book for, for several months before that, maybe, maybe three years, I was reading a book a week. I started the book in 2019. And for many years, I was reading a book every week because I love to read. And one of the things that I, I appreciate about books is the nuance that they offer as opposed to like a movie or, you know, uh, or a YouTube channel. The nuance that you can have in a book in words and pages is phenomenal. And so you can explain something in depth, which is why, you know, like academic theses, they're, they're written, right? These are, this is why academic journals, they're written. It's because you can dive deeply into words and find true meaning there's a reason for that and so definitely i would have chosen a book over any medium <laughs> to to really um give the uh, a really comprehensive understanding of the systems and and the philosophies and and advice and, and interviews and stories that are just packed in and i will say that there is absolutely no fluff in this book um because we actually had to uh, the, the team had to bring it down <laughs> to 200 pages um, and I found that so incredible that, you know, we, we even after we had all this, this tightly packed information, like, and you'll see it's straight to the point from, from like the first few pages, it's straight to the point. Um, every few pages, you learn something else. Uh, one of the things I pride myself on in this book is that it's, it's no fluff. It's really comprehensive. And so going back to why we chose to start writing the book in the first place. So I'm a peer advisor at Seton Hall, or at least I was because I just graduated. <laughs> and at the time, my job was supposed to be helping students transition from high school to college. And a lot of that job is really social. You know, they're helping them with their social acclimatization to college. You know, academics is not really the number one priority. but it so happened that because I was, you know, in business at the time, 2019 was the first year that my business hit six figures. And so I was really in a really good, is a really good place. <laughs> really excited all the time. <laughs> um, I, and I was also getting straight A's, right? And so being a peer advisor, yeah, I would be on campus. And, you know, the few students who were close to me would ask me, how are you? Um, you know, teach us about like money and stuff, but how are you getting straight A's still? And so I would help them with their academics and I found that my advice was helping them and I could help more students by writing a book. If I could help these dozen students and they were telling their friends like, hey, he knows what he's talking about. Then I said, hey, perhaps we can help thousands of students and not just dozens. And that's why the book started. Not why it was written, but why it was starting. <laughs> and then two years later, <laughs> it came up. So, yes. Awesome. You've captured the vision. Kadim. you have wisdom beyond your years. Can you tell our listeners how 
old you are? <laughs> I'm 22. <laughs> 22 years old, reading a book a week. You are a musician, a peer advisor. You have your own business. You're a best-selling author. And you're spewing wisdom that many persons in their 30s don't know. These are things that I started really learning Right. 10 years ago when I hit right. 30 because I did not have that balanced life you talked about. So I was right. brilliant, but mm -hmm. yet I don't know how to manage money. I don't know right. how to manage my emotions. I am not making right. any preparations for the future. Right. And here you are, this 22-year-old right. who has figured out the path to success and you put that in a book so that the reach can extend beyond... Absolutely your immediate circle absolutely but a book amplifies everything it immortalizes your message and gets right. your mission globally it will get into homes you never will visit and others can read it and use it you have made an absolutely smart decision and as we bring this interview um to a close kadeem tell us how are you leveraging this book, apart from getting interviews? <laughs> how are you leveraging the book? And what's the next step with this book, The Full Student, How I Get Straight A's and Earn Six Figures? Talk to us. So uh, one of the things I really appreciated about this book is that the, the book will go before me. Um, I, I will say that I, I'm still getting used to being called an author and being introduced as an author. <laughs> and I, I find that I find that very cool. <laughs> you know, this is the personal thing. Uh, but um, you know, I I find that the 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 book shows it demonstrates that you know so it, it's kind of like a secondary college degree, if you will, because it shows that. Um, to write something of of that stature, to to accomplish something that great, it requires certain uh, key indicators about your work ethic. It requires um, it requires an acknowledgement of certain factors of your character. You know, it, there there's certain things that it says about you is that before you even open your mouth, people will already be thinking them. You know, um, people already will categorize me as a leader, even before they talk to me, which helps. But then I also get to follow it up with what I say. And I don't take that lightly. So I, I, I do appreciate what, what the book is doing, but I also appreciate, I'm not, I do appreciate what the book is doing for me, but I also appreciate what the book is doing for others more so because, you know, uh, one, one of the things I really like about um, this this entire project is that uh, you know it, it is not the only thing that I'm involved in and it's not my entire life or it's one aspect of my life and outside of um, you know this book I'm still a business owner and outside of a business owner I'm, I'm still just you know a, a brother and <laughs> a nephew and stuff like that so <laughs> awesome awesome insight and so I believe this book will help in your mission to impact 1 million students, to help Absolutely. a million students. And like right. you said, it's a lead magnet. It's right. a business card. So your right. observations are 
accurate. So it will boost your brand, take your business to the next level. So seven figures and eventually billionaire. <laughs> it goes before you and opens doors. So you've mastered the concepts beautifully. And just want to say congratulations, Kadim, the Minister of Gender, Education, Culture and Sport, Honorable Olivia Grange actually sent a letter of endorsement yes. uh, about your book. And for those who are listening overseas, we're talking about that. Our Minister Olivia Grange from Jamaica, she wrote a letter and, and endorsed Kadim's book. So Kadim, I know people are going to be excited by this episode and I want to get in touch with you. Absolutely. Where can we get in touch with you and find out more about who you are and what you do? Absolutely. My website is thefullauthor.com. Thefullauthor.com. That's my website. It has a lot of information about who I am. The, the blog is going to be there soon. <laughs> Hopefully, um, uh, before this recording comes out, it will be there. <laughs> um, it, it's being launched soon. Uh, it, it has the letter from the minister as well. Um, it also has links to other social media. Uh, some YouTube videos are up there too. And also a link to purchase the book. It, it's also on there. Um, you can find me on Instagram. I am Cade underscore. Um, Cade is K-A-D-E underscore. On LinkedIn, the same thing on Facebook, same thing on YouTube. I am Cade. Um, TikTok. <laughs> yes. You can also find me there too. So we'll put those links in the show notes. So once again, it's been a pleasure. I feel like I'm sitting at the feet of the master. I'm <laughs> really <laughs> it, it, proud it, of you. Congrats. It, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's a pity that we have to end so soon. <laughs> ah, but, but you perhaps, know, perhaps we'll, we'll be able have to come you again. again. I look yes. forward to continuing the work. This is just the beginning. And I'm just introducing you to my audience. Absolutely. And we'll have more work to do in the future. Once again, thank Absolutely. you, Kadeem. Absolutely. <laughs> now, what do we say after such an enthralling interview with the amazing Kadeem Leslie? Just at 22, a best-selling author, graduated summa cum laude, <laughs> and he hopes to impact one million students so that they can live full and I suppose replicate his kind of success. So as we get into the final segment of the show, let's start with our listener shout out. Sometimes I do this at the beginning and sometimes at the end. So our listener shout out often comes as a result of persons answering the trivia question from a previous episode and the trivia question for last episode was what's the name of the new formatting tool that Dave Chesson will be releasing soon and our answer came from Nordia McIntosh Vassal she's an educator working with the Ministry of Education in Jamaica and the response she gave was Atticus.io, and she is correct. Our listener trivia for this week comes from episode four, as I gave that breakdown on the publishing process. And the question is, 
what is the name of the course on publishing that I have on Udemy with over 500 students? And that course is free. You can go to entrepreneursecrets.com and send in your responses via the contact page, or you can email us at entrepreneursecrets at gmail.com. If you are a member of our Indie Entrepreneurs group, you can post your answer in the group on Facebook, or if you're listening on YouTube, then you know the first couple of persons to respond in the comment section will get a shout out on the next show. So let's get to my entrepreneurship ventures. Just to say that I had a live broadcast last week on five secrets to write, publish, and leverage your story for maximum impact and income. And that was aired on Facebook. And all of that is coming out of the book, Pen It to Win It, Going Beyond Book Sales. And based on the charge of one of our government ministers here in Jamaica, encouraging more Jamaicans, and I would say Caribbean people to write and publish our stories. So it's one thing to encourage persons to write and publish their stories, but how do we do that? So I've created the Publishing Starter Kit, which is free, a series of 10 videos dripped out via email over five days for you to understand the publishing process and how to publish your story on a budget. And you can go to entrepreneursecrets.com on the front page or the resource page to sign up for that. There's also the book, The Rocket Writer, which is also free, which shows you how to write your story or a nonfiction book in 24 hours based on the strategies that I use to write 20 books in one year. And just be reminded that our Entrepreneur Secrets Academy, which gives you the coaching, the training, and the community support to write, publish, market, and monetize your books, is now open for enrollment. We are resuming in June. We have an intake every January and June. And our enrollment for this period closes on June 16. Again, you can just go to entrepreneursecrets.com and click on the link with the academy and it will take you to our group membership page on Teachable and you can sign up for just 47 US per month or you can sign up for the year and get that discount for 497. We also encourage you to stay at least 90 days because that's how long on average it can take you to publish your book. But it's not just to publish your book. If you want to become a book coach, if you want to become a publisher or do your own self-publishing, this group will help you to do that. So if you've already published, you can still join. If you are writing, you can still join to get the support and tips that you need. I am the chief publishing consultant and facilitator and we'll have other guests coming in from time to time in that program. So those are the main entrepreneurship ventures at this time. And if this is your first time listening, entrepreneurship ventures, we're talking about book-based initiatives to create profitable products and services, building things 
based on our books. So the Entrepreneur Secrets Academy and the things that I'm talking about so far is built on the book, Entrepreneur Secrets, Write Fast, Publish Affordably, and Generate Lasting Income. And remember to get Kadeem's book, The Full Student, How I Get Straight A's and Run a Six-Figure Business. And it's on Amazon. So go get that. We're going to close out the show with a short read. And one of the, one of the keys to win that Kadim shared is about thinking long-term to win. And that's key 23 from my book, Keys to Win at Life. So I'm going to read that key give the real life application and the key proverb. Remember, you too can send in your short reads from one of your own books or your favorite books and get a shout out on the program or we'll have that play. Just make sure the audio is MP3 and it is clear and you can submit that at entrepreneursecrets at gmail.com or go to entrepreneursecrets.com and contact us for more information. So key number 23, think long-term to win. Successful people are long-term thinkers. When we think about the future in five to 10-year blocks or even eternity, we tend to make wiser decisions. I find this is easiest to understand financially. For example, a US $50 annual credit card user fee over 10 years will be 500 US dollars. Now imagine... 10,000 people paying that small fee annually. Over time, this is quite a huge sum of money collected in user fees. What if you saved that sum for 10 years or invested that money in a mutual fund or some growth fund? You would reap the benefits over time. The banks are masters at thinking and profiting from long-term thinking. The small fees do add up over time. It is the same with your monthly web hosting fees, utility bills, and your daily habits, etc. They all add up and you may not like the results in hindsight. When you make decisions today, think of the long-term implications. For example, do you think the person you are fond of will be a good husband, father, wife, or mother for the future? Is your current course of study in line with your long-term goals? Are your current spending habits in line with your long-term financial goals? Are your eating habits in line with your long-term health goals? Are your daily activities in line with your long-term goals? Do you have long-term goals? Everything you do is leading somewhere. Will you like the destination based on your current activities? Think long-term to win. Real life application, Tony as a young adult began preparing for retirement early. He employed the power of long-term thinking and wanted to become financially independent and retire early. Tony accomplished this feat and was able to retire in his forties. Tony thought long-term and made wise financial decisions early in his life. He has accomplished a feat most people have not at his age. Our key proverb, is a Jamaican proverb. It says, and a one day monkey want wife. <laughs> Translation, it's not for a day that a monkey wants a wife. So 
That's our show for today. Thank you for listening. Remember, it's time to take charge of your publishing. Go pen it to win it and dominate authorpreneurship. Ta for now. Until next time. I'm Tamara Francis, educator and editor. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and share the podcast with your network. If you'd like to increase your impact and income with books, visit authorpreneursecrets.com for more resources, including the books, Pen It to Win It, and Authorpreneur Secrets. Join the Authorpreneur Secrets Academy membership group for courses, coaching, and community support to write, publish, and win with books. Enrollment is in January and June each year. You may also sign up for one of Ruth's Publishing Made Easy courses or private coaching to write and publish your next book. Until next time, go pen it to win it.